2: Wrestle me, Mark. Wrestle me, Pete. We're back with the final, possibly part <laughs> of uh, One Night Stand 2005. And um, what a show it has oh, been. Oh, but we are
0: kicking off with one of the great matches of all time. <laughs> it was so
2: good, Mark. Absolutely,
0: no hype. Absolutely <laughs> all sizzle. Is that, is that an expression? <laughs> That's lovely, though. Good. Yeah. I'm having that. Get, Let's get, write that down. Get into this Mick Foley thing where I just say <laughs> stuff, and it doesn't <laughs> quite
2: make sense, but it sounds good if you're convicted enough. <laughs> um, Mike Awesome. Yes. And uh, Masato Tanaka. Yeah, did you match. enjoy? It? I did really enjoy it. Mm. Um, Tanaka from uh, Do- Tokyo, Japan. He's actually from Wakayama, which is four hours away. So, is it? There's no reason to. <laughs> it's a little bit like when they used to say the <laughs> British bulldog was from Leeds. Yes. <laughs> it's only an hour, Un- but unnecessary. It's wrong. Just so <laughs> unnecessary. <laughs> <laughs> Not that people would know Leeds. No, Blackpool. Was from Blackpool? any better? Yeah, he was no.
0: Golborne in Lancashire.
2: Lancashire, lanky, Lancashire.
0: Um, Mike Awesome uh, was uh, in the 90s. Really seen as as just he had he had the right look. He was mm. a big guy, six foot seven. Uh, 290 pounds and he had a, a, a remarkable ability to be that size and do the moves in the ring that the cruiserweights were doing right. at a time when big men were not doing those moves we've seen like The Undertaker in Wrestlemania as he now sort of you know jumps over the top rope to the yeah. outside but Really, until Mike awesome Orson did that, there were no big people doing those sorts of moves. Because so, again, these would explode. Well, they were just too big to do it. <laughs> it would be like throwing a cow off a motorway bridge. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a terrible idea. Um, what, what he also had was he was not very good on the mic and he had a sort of sad, gentle face. He didn't really look like a monster, he looked pensive and slightly sort of. Um, uh, not simple, but just just bored. I mean, <laughs> he he lacked that sort of you know monster element. Mm. Uh, he was in Japan uh, working in FMW, which was a sort of a, a very uh, aggressive, strong style, but also quite like ECW novelty matches and yeah. violence. And he he came over to ECW. They very very quickly realised he was going to be a big star. Um, he. Just He was just good. Mm. He was, you know, he was good. And the ECW didn't really have monsters. It had people who were characters and it had people who were too small for the big federations. Yeah. And it had people who were strange proportions. Your you, you blue meanies, your Axel Rottens. People who were willing to go the extra mile. What they didn't have was imposing physical specimens. And Mike Awesome was that. Um, he... Very, very quickly won the the ECW championship. Mm. And then, while he had that belt, he was signed by WCW and he left. And they never, ever forgave him in ECW. Mm. Joey Styles, in this match, when he comes in, he's like, here he is, the Judas. The Judas. Right. He says a line... which is uh, really unfortunate, where at one point Mike Orson does a suicide dive and he says, he says, I wish he had killed himself on it. Um, <laughs> sadly, Mike Orson did end up committing suicide oh. at the age of 42. Um, it, the reason why is also heartbreaking and I'll weave it as we go through. Right. So Awesome goes to WCW, ECW are furious about him and there's an amazing sort of odd... Little thing in his in his in the title lineage, so he's still holding the ECW belt. So they bring him back for
2: one night. It's a real no-no, isn't it? That kind of thing, like it really federations is. and sacking it off. The reason
0: really- the reason is 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 not so much oh you're disrespecting this made up belt. It's because the belt represents a company and by by just walking out on the company when you're on top you're actually damaging the company for all the people who make their living from it Mm. and that was really the sort of you know the thing that people took against so badly Um, Mike Awesome came back for one night and he was by that point a WCW contracted talent Uh, he lost the belt to Taz who was a WWE talent who'd been loaned back to ECW, as they wanted someone to beat Mike Awesome really quickly, who the ECW fans knew. Yeah. And it would be a nice surprise to see Taz, who they hadn't seen for a while. So they, they, they do it that way. And it became the only time that a WCW talent met a WWE talent during the entire sort of uh, wrestling war. Oh, right. Okay. And it was for the ECW belt. <laughs> just a strange little bit of trivia. Um, he went to WCW and they entirely squandered him. They gave him a gimmick called That 70s Guy, Mike Awesome. Why do they always give, do they always give like big guys <laughs> who like, got a really good look? It was crazy. The shittest look. They gave him a Partridge family bus. That wasn't cheap. And he would, yeah, would drive in and he'd do his matches and everything. And it was just, I mean, from that point on, really, he, he got the the... the, 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 the label of just being oh he doesn't really get over Mm. you know he was fine in in the small league of ECW big fish small pond here doesn't really stand out Um, I was watching some of his 70s guy stuff where he's got sort of flares on and a pastel shirt and there was one match he had. He actually had the last match that Insane Clown Posse had in WCW. There was a point where WCW had something like 250 people on their roster, 250 yeah. wrestlers, some of whom, like Lanny Poffo, were signed for four years and didn't <laughs> wrestle once. That kind of <laughs> madness. The whole thing had gone crazy. <laughs> but they had uh, Insane Clown Posse
2: had quite a long run in WCW as wrestlers. So, okay, right. So they didn't start as wrestlers. They were the, uh, no. the musical act first in the heady <laughs> days of new In the new match metal. I
0: watched, they were saying, here they are, I mean, they're millionaires from from their music career but they want to be in WCW and it is madness but even if you're a millionaire the amount of money that WCW was throwing at people Mm. they probably were like well this can't be turned down (laughs) I know it's a weird like angular curve (laughs) Um, but the match I was watching was was Michael (laughs) Awesome against Insane Clown Posse that's so weird (laughs) and there's a bit where Shaggy 2 Dope is uh, given the Awesome bomb on top of the Partridge family bus (laughs) it's just a stranger and stranger and again one of those I mean I've never been power bombed on a bus and after watching this, I never will be. But it's, um, he, he lands on the bomb and then it just, he slowly, because of the curve of the bus roof, begins to slide off after taking this move. And Mike Awesome grabs for him to try and get him. And all that does is it pivots Shaggy2J and he goes down into the floor like a dart. And it's just, it's a horrible thing. There's no movement at all. All right, jugglers. Oh. <laughs> Fuck this on? shit. <laughs> and, uh, anyway, so Mike Awesome has had this checkered career. He's Come to WCW in 2001 as part of the invasion. (laughs) Becomes the first invader to hold the WWE title. He wins, Mm. I think, the hardcore belt. Um, But he's he got injured, and then he was sacked the following year. Really, he was really delighted. That he was sacked, he said, uh, "Being in the WWE, it sucked. I hated it. You had to kiss everybody's ass. You had to be on your political toes all the time. You wouldn't believe the backstage politics. You were getting stabbed in the back constantly. And I was so happy when I was told I was gone." <laughs> so he comes back. You know, the the, the uh, WWE superstars have turned their back on him as a Judas, and you can see, oddly, with his sad, mel- melancholy face, he's a bit like, "Oh, you know, uh, you know, I can't believe that." everyone's treating me like this this is really sad the thing that's sweet about him is he uh, <laughs> he had like the same girlfriend for 21 years he, oh. he was, they met at high school they had kids together so and he was just wreck. obviously this nice hearted man who really wasn't cut out for the cutthroat business that wrestling was and so what he does of course is you go well revenge is a dish best served cold um, I'm going to have an absolute fucking barnstormer. <laughs> and he does, with Masato Tanaka, a man he'd had some absolutely classic ECW matches with. Yeah. And on that night, the two of them come out, little fanfare. They weren't expected to be the the match. I imagine if there had been a match cut for time it would have been that one yeah. and they go out and they do one of the most memorable matches in <laughs> WWE pay-per-view history it is everything that ECW was which is thrilling and <laughs> unexpected and violent the and awesome unbelievable the- <laughs> it's the chair shots
2: uh, the unprotected constant- head chair shots nobody's putting their hands up no you know T- T- Tanaka takes first?
0: three of the like, the most brutal <laughs> chair shots in wrestling history absolutely absolutely <laughs> I mean, but, but the thing is, of course, is once that <laughs> happens, the crowd are suddenly like, Fuck. <laughs> this is now... Uh, now, this isn't just the thing where I go, who's going to win? I go, this is believable. I cannot believe what I'm watching, but I want it to continue until one of them cannot, con- you know. Ah, it's just a magic thing. I saw once, I went to Rev Pro, yeah. uh, British Federation, b- fantastic sort of organisation, and it was in York Hall, and they'd been quite, uh, I don't know what it was, it just wasn't clicking with the, with the crowd, and it had been fairly flat all night, mm. and the matches were just going, and they were, Fine, competent, but it wasn't working. And then they brought out Tomohiro Ishii and Keith Lee, two big guys, and they had a match that was like this match in that it was so physical, and from the moment we'd had two moves... The place it changed the atmosphere in the place entirely, and it just it just exploded the room. And it's just the right match at the right time on mm. the right night in front of the right crowd. And that <laughs> is this Masato <laughs> Tanaka versus Mike Awesome. Um, awesome later did feel underpaid for the work he'd done. Right, again. <laughs> um, he was uh, he then retired and he became a, a real estate agent. Um, Lance Storm he recalled on his website uh, after uh, Mike Awesome's death, he said, "I talked to Mike a lot that night and was very happy for him. He seemed really happy and." content with his life he talks about how he enjoyed pushing his daughter on the swing in their backyard and he combined doing that with doing hindu squats by doing a squat between each push i also remember discovering that he'd been happily married longer than i had which is a rarity in this business so Mike awesome had been married to his his high school sweetheart since 1991 um, after she told him he wanted a divorce that's when he hanged himself uh, in 2007 and it's it's a sad end to a career that you know it just he never seemed to get that lucky break Mm. that he needed and uh, what a shame and watching this match I mean as a legacy it's just I mean on one of the great pay-per-views all time, to have the match that blew everything else out of the
2: water. Congrats to the two of them. Yeah, it was a really, really strong performance. Tanaka just takes great. some fucking hits. Like, there's times I think I was, I was getting up from that. It oh, just it,
0: it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. And do you know what? You're watching. Uh, uh, yeah, you're watching the video of an assault, <laughs> mad <laughs> assault. There's, I think I've said this before, but there's a thing in law that you, you can only, you, you can't really. Um, uh, What's it called? Oh, God, I shouldn't forget this word. Consent. You shouldn't, <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't consent. You, you, you are not able to consent to, to violence of a certain level. Yes. So, yeah, for yeah, example, yeah. if I said, pull out my tongue, and mm. you did, uh, and then I said it was fine, I said he could, they would go, no, you, you cannot it's consent right. to that. <laughs> <It's>
2: <laughs> yeah, well, we can't hear what you're saying, Mark. But- <laughs> uh, saying, so you're getting the chair, Donny. But... I mean, I don't understand
0: quite why Masato Tsunaka isn't in prison while they haven't gone. You can't consent to that, mate. You, you've no. literally broken the law. It's, um, it's It's horrible to watch. It's part of wrestling's history. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed watching it again very much. <laughs> um, it was appalling. was oh, so good. It's absolutely horrible. It's,
2: it. it's it's rare. Those. I mean, but again, like a lot of the time with these um, shows, like the set, the the, um, the main event isn't as strong. But I mean, no. I, I I think in this one, like it, it probably it probably uh, gets stronger. Yeah. As the pay per view as the pay per view gets them. Um, it it older. does.
0: You you get a great red hot Paul Heyman mm, promo, and it yes. comes at the right time after this unbelievable match. Normally there'd be a dip. Yeah. In WWE they'd have put on a women's match or a cruiserweight you know, gauntlet, I <laughs> think. Here, Heyman comes out right time he hits about five lines not even very many Mm. says my eyes are red I've not been crying I've been having a joint with RVD and Mm. everyone is like okay so this isn't this isn't like WWE where everyone's like eat your prayers and and drink drink your vitamins (laughs) (laughs) eat your prayers new t-shirt
2: eat eat your prayers (laughs) eat your prayers prayers, (laughs) turtles
0: and he does a good sort of you know I'm speaking on behalf of ECW they've allowed these guys to you know run roughshod over the crowd and there's Heyman levelling the score Mm. hide your wives <laughs> um, it says, I have two words for you. Matt freaking Hardy. Considering everyone else is saying the F word on this and they bleep it out on the network. Yes why Paul Heyman is like a better self-censor there that's a shame (laughs) Um, but it was really that was properly exciting Uh, he also says the the famous line uh, here with JBL where he says uh, on a personal note from all of us to you since you want to shoot cowboy um, the only reason you were WWE champion for a year is because Triple H didn't want to work Tuesday
2: a great line a really good line (laughs) a a
0: literal red hot zinger
2: and
0: there's, there's a funny thing about the reactions that the WWE Super do because in though mo- in the sort of world of wrestling, you'd expect them to be going ah, oh, but they're all going wah, 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 like you know, <laughs> oh, oh. and it made me think ah think you're genuinely annoyed yeah. I don't I don't think this is a thing where you're acting annoyed I think you're acting like you don't care because you're genuinely annoyed yeah.
2: <laughs> it was well he, he's got nothing to put back and he's like yeah it did it did look a little affected
0: yeah I, th- I think Paul Heyman as well a very divisive character certainly right. less so now than he was back then but there were people who really saw him as being a shyster and a fraud mm. and he was all about bad checks and things like that and I think they looked at him and they just went you know you are you are nothing you are are this this horrible, shady, sweaty, you know, strange mm. man? And you're not you're not you know you're not a pro like us. Mm. You're not you're not in the in the same business. Paul Heyman was roughly my age at this point. No, he looks like Geez. he does. <laughs> the only thing that ruins this is he does look so bad. <laughs> he looks like Oscar the Grouch from Sesame Street
2: and, the, and the, like if the, out of a canal. Well, he's like seen the Matrix and he's bought the worst version of that jacket. That coat is so big. <laughs> Where, uh, uh,
0: you might have thick, found, thick like, hoodies, that kind might of. have been, like, a mid-90s, you'd be able to find a coat that, that was yeah. that big. Yeah. Like, like, when I was, like, sort of, um, <laughs> like, at school, you used to get these really big, long, black... Heavy coats, like yeah. the ones you'd see in sort of stupid dramas about students. Yeah, you know that student grant type coat yeah, 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 that would go yeah, down to your ankles, mm. and they were huge. I haven't seen
2: one of those for years. <laughs> and I looked at Paul Heyman's, and I thought, I'll never see that. Never no. see a coat that big. It's like uh, it's what they used to call like trench coat mafia, kind of like that kind of long. You, you it doesn't get across of... just how big it is. It's just baggy and mish- there's no shape to it. No, <laughs> I mean how much? It's like a acre of material. It's just amazing. <laughs> uh,
0: He's also got the disgusting like wet ponytail. I know. Which, it took him far longer than it should have done to get rid of To get rid. Yeah.
2: After his hair was like, there was just no hair on the top of his head. No, he was entirely bald.
0: Incredible. And it was a disgusting, long, greasy, I mean, it was so repulsive. But somebody wants
2: to grab on and go, look, Uh, there are people uh, that look like you without the ponytail. (laughs) Like, there are people who have got on quite well with the little halo of hair. Yeah. Just
0: deal with it. I mean, mean, the ponytail doesn't make me go, this guy is 22. (laughs) You
2: know? Is that a playable character Tony Hawk's Pro Skater because <laughs> he looks so young and thrusting
0: <coughs> well they, we go from there which is a, a, you know a great sort of bit of work shooting mm. um, which is oh, he does portray that character very well he's he's fantastic Paul Heyman In the, the longer his career has gone on the better he's become yeah. it's just he's never stopped getting better and I don't think there's ever been a point where he wasn't really good oh, it's it's, podcast. Uh, He's. <laughs> um, it's the. Well, I like to think of it as the greasy ponytail on podcasting <laughs> of, of wrestling podcasting. Um, <laughs> no, not of wrestling podcasting. We are we are definitely the most hygienic one of those. Um, we get to the main event, which is the Dudley Boys <laughs> versus Tommy Dreamer and Sandman. Um, we're gonna just quickly do a thing here, and, and oddly, I'm, I, I put up a, uh, a little thing saying, "Oh, we're doing one night stand." all right, And about three people have tweeted me and said. I hope you're going to uh, do the real Sandman thing. They, did, they weren't like that. It was very polite. Yeah, going, I you're going to do yippee. I hope you're going to uh, address the, the whole Sandman music thing. Right. And the entrance of the Sandman in ECW's One Night Stand 2005 is one of the top ten great entrances of all time mm. because the fans cannot get enough of him and he comes out through the crowd and it seems like an iconic, great moment. Mm. It's just... it's It tops the whole thing. Yeah. Um... What's funny is you watch it on the network, and it's okay. But that's because... I don't know why they do this. Sandman always used to come out to Enter Sandman by Metallica. Metallica. Yeah. Yeah. It it literally is. If you were going, I'm Sandman, I'm looking for a a song that I can come out to, you'd go, Sandman entrance. And before you even got to that A in entrance, it would say, Enter Sandman. You're like, that would be my theme. I'll have that one. Uh, Sandman himself actually found the theme. (laughs) I love this story. Because... He he said, "I was I used to use I used to have a surfer gimmick, right?" And so that was the Sandman kind of. I couldn't out. work out why he was called the Sandman, right? Because he doesn't do anything. He's not like you go to sleep and I put the sand in your eyes. Right. That's like oh, so that came well, from the sur- Sandman, yeah. whatever it is. And he's just like oh, I'm the Sandman, and you're like, "Why are you the Sandman?" It's never <laughs> so been it talked a, so about. So it was a
2: surfer gimmick.
0: Well. He said, he said, I got the, the name from uh, a wrestling promoter, he said, when he'd seen a, a billboard uh, when he was driving to the arena and it said, Mr. Sandman beds and mattresses. <laughs> and he arrived and he went, you're going to be Mr. Sandman. And Sandman was just like, yeah, sure, whatever. And Mr. <laughs> Sandman, he was like, so surfer gimmick. What? None of this adds up. <laughs> the name is out of nowhere. The gimmick then doesn't relate to it. So he was coming out to, to, the water boy. to something like, <laughs> <laughs> like Little Deuce Coop by the Beach Boys. <laughs> and he said but I was um he said I was I was doing a um a newspaper subscription system whereby you'd People would knock on the door and you'd say, "Do you want a 13-week subscription to this newspaper?" He yeah. said, but "Of course, I didn't do that." He said, "I had a team of children that would go out and do that." <laughs> and I, what? What? Look at
2: this is young this, this part of
0: your Sandman. Building the What is this? Uh, and he said, and "One of the one of the kids who was like a paper boy." He said, um, I, "I said, what are you listening to?'" And he said, "Oh, I'm listening to this. Enter Sandman by Metallica." Yeah. And Sandman was like, "Ah, a child." Ah,
2: ah, yeah. No. It all I... falls into place. No, actually, no. The reason why I chose that music was not because because it was really obvious. It was because uh, one of uh, my child employees <laughs> was listening to it. Sorry, Mr Sandman. <laughs> yeah. You need to talk to Mr okay. A Inland Revenue. <laughs> Be <laughs> Mr Policeman. Yeah, so it's really strange. He's called the <laughs> Sandman for, for that reason.
0: It's an easy way to remember it. Mattress, surfboard, beach boys, Sand, child Johnson. news agent. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Simple. <laughs> So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
1: Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.
0: But he comes out <laughs> in, 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 in at uh, One Night Stand 2005. He comes out to Enter Sandman. Yes. And the WWE, they were happy for him to come out of that on the pay-per-view when everyone saw it. Yeah, and then... And they put it on the network, <laughs> sign a proper deal with this, for this music thing. No, it costs too much. We've seen it with Hulk Hogan and Voodoo Child uh, at one <laughs> of the WrestleManias, and they've got generic stuff that sounds a bit like mm. it. But this really, really suffers from it not having the original thing, because apart from anything else, the crowd
2: sing every word of it. <laughs> um, oh, cool. I managed to find a little clip of it. So I heard this so I watched it all on the network, yeah. apart from the last match, and then I watched it on Daily Motion. So I actually heard not understand it. The ah. So I was like, "Oh, I was surprised that they'd be able to use that." But yeah, clearly, yeah. that is an old pay-per-view version. Thank God Rather for pirates! Than- <laughs> uh, but it does; it still stands up. They're actually singing the song. So on the network, they've replaced the music and mm. yet the people are singing, singing over the top of it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> they've
0: muted the entire crowd. So there's right. a bit where the music is playing and they put generic cheering on. <laughs> and there's one guy in the front and he just sort of goes, um, exit light. His mouth moves. Yeah. But there's nothing related to the thing and he just looks like uh, you'd look back and you'd sort of go I was at one night stand I was in the Sandman's thing you'd show that to your kids ten years later you go oh well, here comes daddy and you're just like a goldfish going oh,
2: you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Bam. laughs> never never <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I dad was a weird kid wasn't he it was really exciting watching him come in
2: <laughs> and again <laughs>
0: he was about he was sort of like just an entrance the entrance is great he smashes a beer can on his head which he yeah. did every night and he, he has a fag. I love a wrestler with a fag on.
2: I think it's really <laughs> yeah, good. Uh, but I don't understand what the because obviously I don't understand what the thing is, the beers and the Sandman. You'd think you'd be more spooky. He basically had a thing
0: where he was this surfer, uh, well, as we've yeah, established. Yeah, okay, right.
2: But he was saying I was I was I was just
0: you know what I'd be doing is I'd be sitting in the dressing room smoking and having beer, and then I'd put all that down to go out to the ring. And he said, so I thought, well, why don't I just carry on? Why don't I just be a bit more like me? And he he basically does think that the character has a character, which I'm still not convinced about. But he basically says, um, he says, I'm like one of those... uh, He says, wrestlers are characters, but my character... I like the way he's already sort of saying, I am doing something different from most people. (laughs) My character, everybody's walked into a bar, seen a guy just like me playing a game of pool, and he wants to play it for money. And when he loses, he wants to begin a fight. You know what I mean? Everyone knows the Sandman.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but your name's the Sandman, mate. Yeah. (laughs) Say volleyball, beach volleyball. Don't say pool. My name is Mr. Beach
0: Volleyball. (laughs) Later I will just be called Beach Volleyball. What will I be? I'll be a carpenter. (laughs) (laughs) It's very confusing. confusing. He then motorboats to women. Is it motorboat or motorboard?
2: No, water, I would hate to thinking, make a faux pas. You're thinking of waterboarding. No,
0: what with right. the, what you do with the ladies' boobs? It's motorboarding. motorboating. Motorboating. Yeah. Why is it like
2: that? Oh, because I guess a motorboat will go. Yeah. And
0: that's the noisy mate. Y- you can tell who's invented doing that, and that's people who have access to motorboats. <laughs> to yeah, yeah. Ugh. People in Florida Keys. Yeah, dirt dirtbags. Well, We'll, we'll, we'll guard on father's motorboat. <laughs> <laughs> is that how, that's how posh Americans speak. Father's motorboat. Yeah. You Kennedy boys, what do you have to? <laughs> <laughs> um, but he does that, and actually, that makes JBL... They cut back to him, and JBL is legitimately annoyed by that. Like, you know, how dare you motorboat a
2: woman in front of me? How you objectify a woman?
0: <laughs> how rude. Sandman was, actually, there is one little story about him, and he was... I, I, I just sort of... I, I, he, he is appalling in the ring. And again, I, I think I mentioned this a few, few episodes ago, he doesn't seem to do any moves. Right. He just runs in, and he'll either barge into someone or he'll get knocked over or he'll hit someone <laughs> with a candlestick. He does nothing. Absolutely nothing. And I was like, I was like, where did this fucking lunatic come from? I can't understand how, how you he could... got into it. Yeah. yeah. Turns out he was a huge wrestling fan right. ever since he was a kid. Uh, <laughs> since five years old, he'd been attending WWF stuff at the Philadelphia Spectrum. And he was saying he carried on going and <laughs> he doesn't quite sort out the ages here, but he talks about he was once very, very drunk and he saw a load of people carrying to the ring pieces of steel cage for the steel cage match that was mm. taking place next. And he said, back then, security wasn't wasn't like it is now. There were just uh, guys in yellow shirts that said security, maybe not even that. But I saw them carrying the pieces of the cage and so I got right in there with them and I was carrying the pieces of cage too and I was drunk. <laughs> He said, so he was carrying the cage in. And then he said, I ended up just climbing underneath the ring because I always wanted to know if there was a spring underneath it. I climbed under the ring and I was under the ring for what seemed like an hour. It's probably more like 30 seconds. But I saw the spring.
2: <laughs>
0: then here comes Gorilla Monsoon pulling on my ankle. Uh, he said, uh, Gorilla is like hack... I've had that nickname Hack ever since I was five, six years old, as long as I've wanted to be a wrestler. And he knew me as Hack because he'd thrown me out of the building so many times before. <laughs> so it turns out he is actually a massive wrestling fan. So I was suddenly like, actually, I was, I was going to do a thing about how useless you were. Yeah. And now I look now at him I and like I sort you. of go, I really like you. He's one of us. What's the spring?
2: <laughs> He's
0: the only person who's he's talked about the, the spring. spring. <laughs> he's seen the
2: spring. So many donks got caught up in the springs. It <laughs> is full, full of so many clown donks. skulls.
0: <laughs> being gently ground to powder every time it's moved. <laughs> uh, uh, and Dreamer comes out. Tommy Dreamer was uh, largely in charge of putting together the actual card. Yes, He'd contacted all the wrestlers. Right, And again, he comes out. He's the happiest man on earth. Mm. A- another huge wrestling fan. who um, ECW was, was a way for him to get into an industry at a time when WWE and WSW would not have been interested in him yeah. at all. Um, Tommy Dreamer. there's some great stories about him. He was once willing to, uh, I think he pitched a thing where, I think it was The Undertaker, was going to cut off his thumb legitimately he was happy to do that in an angle really and then I think they began to sort of say probably not the best idea no um, but there was a story that, that broke no while back where he actually sort of pitched an idea I think where he he said he'd like to do a Wrestlemania where he shot himself in front of Paul Heyman and he didn't <laughs> seem to be joking He's, he seems like a really nice guy I think he just likes wrestling a lot <laughs> maybe a bit too much
2: <laughs> you can have too much of a good thing
0: yeah and then you get you get the uh, the, 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 the the match itself happens the Dudley who were signed with WWE mm. are notably in better shape, really, than everyone else. Yeah, uh, and they they were great an ECW tag team that was really, really on fire mm. during their, their time there. Absolutely sort of the, uh, the, the the mixed race element of the team mm. really wound up certain people and it was a really, really? well-handled, mm. uh, uh, you know, just, they were very, very good in ECW and they, they remained good. They are actually, I still think they're quite underrated, the Dudleys. Mm. Um, you think of TLC and things and, and uh, you, you think of Edge and Christian and the Hardy Boys and you always forget the Dudleys are there to some yeah. degree. Um, but they're a really, really good tag team. One, of the, the one best, of the greats. I think the best TLC match I've seen involved there yes, might be. they were very good. Um, mm. And then there's all the sort of ECW tricks. You get the cheese grater and you get a lot <laughs> it of ballad. It very quickly. It does. The old cheese grater. I, I, I was looking at that and what, of course, they do is you get the cheese grater on the wide one and oh. then you push it down so there's no um, blades. Because obviously you're not going to just go okay well I know what to do now I'm going to lift it up and it will just peel your skin literally to the bone so so it's not like a, oh I'm like the um, secret magician with s- spoiling the industry's tricks Yeah, but they do do a very close up one there and I was like god I could never be a wrestler because I would not remember to do that I would, I would which way does it go it goes up no which, which way doesn't it go and then you know before you know it you've lost a face awful um, <laughs> And they begin to bring in other people. Come out, so you get Kid Cash, was, you know in and out, and you get uh, Axel Rotten and uh, Balls Mahoney. Balls Mahoney, uh, who was uh, a member of the Church of Satan.
2: Oh, he's the other. He's he the was the other, other one. See vest. Yeah, He
0: also claimed he was a vampire because he used to drink his wife's blood. Um, hmm. he got very cross on a shoot interview that I was watching the other night where someone had suggested he had uh, drank another woman's blood and oh, he right, was like again. of course I didn't do that he said I only drink my wife's blood <laughs> he's really cross about it really really sort of how dare ever you ever tried
2: the breast milk <laughs> yes all the fluids um,
0: he passed away in 2016 of a heart attack his, uh, his wife noticed he was watching Jeopardy and he, he was on the sofa and he moved to get more comfortable and then she noticed he was unconscious but he'd uh, had a massive heart attack and, and died oh. um, So where you want to go I guess I mean, if only she had more blood, she could have reacted a bit more
2: quickly, but, um, uh, unbelievably... Probably all that blood he drank. Unbelievably, that was... What, why? Well, this man's got 20 gallons of blood in him. Do, do you know he was... We've <laughs> <laughs> been eating black pudding his on his life. Pressing down on his heart. <laughs> um, the heart's doing twice as much work. He's not noticeably bigger. He's oh, right, have got more blood, have if we? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just churn more of this fucking... I'll just move it around. Don't worry, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, this, this is... I live in a small flat, you can... Only just move things enough, <laughs> around enough before you haven't got enough room. This you're going to
0: shit yourself with this. This <laughs> is uh, so Balls Mahoney. He died in 2016, and he was 44. Right. So 2005, he was 33. During this, he comes. He, he, go, go back. <laughs> Have a look. Oh, you'll feel so good about yourself. <laughs> and uh, Axel Rotten comes out with him as well. Another sort of um, a pioneering <laughs> hardcore wrestler. Mm. Um, his his uh, some of his matches. He had a Taipei. Uh, taped fist glass match or whatever it was called. I forget. Right, okay. I forget the things. But it was um, he had these gloves which had glass sort of embedded in them, mm. and he they they would fight with those, and they, those were gruesome matches. Um, he also died in 2016, uh, just two months before his tag team partner. Um, he was found dead in a McDonald's bathroom. Um, he had a heroin overdose. Oh. Um, His heroin equipment was still laid out on the um, baby changing table Mm. in the toilet. Uh, His last tweet had been a few hours before his death. He was found at 3pm, but no one knew how long he'd been there. His last tweet was, The way I do things may not be the way you do things, but you'll find out there is only one way, my way! Uh, <laughs> he the last thing he did with there was a misspelling. But yeah. also, I mean annoyingly ironic, isn't it?
2: Yeah. Gotta do things way. my way.
0: Gonna Infant p- table, mate. Gonna p- <laughs> McDonald's Don't use that. Floor. I
2: could go up a baby's bum.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, this, this McDonald's is being burnt down now, sir. So. Um, and then uh, out comes Steve Austin um, to do a big come on, let everyone come into the ring mm. and have a good time beer bash. I hope um, this is fortified.
2: <laughs> <laughs> a good time beer bash. Is that a thing that he'd done before, or well, not really. Like
0: I think there was a slight thing of <laughs> Austin was you know he always said that ECW was a very important turning point in his career. He only yes. spent a short time there. Mm. I think two matches he had. Um, But it was important to him, and I think think what they wanted to do slightly was they wanted to say, this is still part of the WWE family. So Austin will come out, and remember, it's all been fun, but at the end of the day, it's WWE. WWE. And here comes Austin to say, well done everyone, you've all played your part very well, now you can each have a beer. And it is a slight patronising thing. What happens is they begin splitting ECW up against the WWE. They never had a good name for it. They call it the anti-ECW Raw and SmackDown contingent. Oh, come on. That's (coughs) over-branding, if anything. It really is. And they put them together. Baddies and the goodies. And they have a a sort of, you know, big, messy, smorgasbordy sort of, you know, (laughs) schmear of a battle. And it's a bit on sure I don't think people are quite sure what they're supposed to be doing Mm. whether they're supposed to be throwing the WWE people out really quickly I think the WWE people are like I'm not being thrown out quickly because because I've got so so, a bit of superiority yeah I'm WWE for crying out loud so it's a little bit awkward but what's most important is in the background JBL (laughs) decides to bully the Blue Meanie. So <laughs> You do not this is, bully the Blue Meanie. This is probably one of the most <laughs> famous modern shoots of all time. So right. basically what seemed to have happened is the Blue Meanie had done a podcast interview where he talked about his period working in WWE in the late nineties. Right. And he'd said he said, oh, I really enjoyed it, I had a great time. Um JBL was a horrible bully. Uh, uh, it would have been nice if he wasn't there, but you yeah. can't have it all. And somehow, this got back to JBL. God knows when. <laughs> and, uh, I'm just trying
2: to think, what, will you be listening to a podcast back then? Well, exactly. 2005. I mean, I mean God knows. Oh, it, I don't actually I first, know first, what it was on. I first podcasted in uh, 2006, I believe. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. In a, uh, in, uh, in a uh, music-based uh, podcast I hope nobody ever finds. I think I did the same thing. <laughs> I think I had my own one. Oh, I think I had my own one a year earlier than yours. <laughs> no, I think I, I had mine two years earlier <laughs> than yours. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, basically what happened is jbl in the video you can see for some reason jbl isn't going i'm going to be in the middle of this right. or i'm going to be at the front near the hard camera he's like i'm going to be at the back yeah opposite this blue meanie guy <laughs> um and what really happens is uh uh blue meanie explains it but um blue meanie says i felt this punch on a scar i had a recent injury from a wrestling match and I thought, what the hell? I turned around, and there was JBL. He started throwing shots. He did the hockey thing, pulling my shirt over my face, and began throwing live rounds. He had a fistful of rings, so I was like, I'm going to take this. So I snatched a headlock as much as I could on a six-foot-six man, <laughs> and I started throwing punches back. We kind of got pulled apart. What happens in the thing, you can see, you can only see it sort of... <laughs> it's like it's a pruder footage. It's hard to make it all out. But Bradshaw goes in, and he pummels the fuck out of Blue Meanie. right. Blue meanie split open (laughs) absolutely You know, tremendously
2: badly. He's a fun camera. He's a fun camera. He's a fun character. There
0: is something about JBL, which is a classic bully thing. Which is, Mm. you look at all those men from ECW, and you go, "Who shall I pick on?
2: The fat one (laughs) one. in a costume with his blue hair." Well, to be honest, he was having a go at all the fat ones. He was (laughs) saying that he hated fat people. He was Fat fatos. You see what happens is is JBL
0: (laughs) absolutely thumps him horribly, horribly. (laughs) And Blue Meanie, you can tell he's going, "What's going on? I don't understand this." Bradshaw then carries on doing something else, and Blue Meanie is just in the corner of the ring. His head is just absolutely scarlet. And he just doesn't know what to do. And everyone starts looking at Blue Meanie like, What's happened, What's to, meanie? happened to Meanie? What's happened to Meanie? Yeah. There's a meanie. Got a meanie. Got our Meanie. And you can see Meanie sort of just saying, Uh, you know. And you can see people looking at Bradshaw, who is sort of like doing his thing. By the time Bradshaw, he's supposed to be the last person, I think, to be sort of kicked out of the ring by the <laughs> W Stars. By the time they're doing it, he looks very much like he needs to get out of the ring he is scrabbling <laughs> and Bubba Dudley sort of pulls him out but there are about five people and they are beginning to sort of I think cotton onto what's happened and attempt to wail on him yeah. there's Blue Meanie's blood all over his shirt yeah. Blue Meanie goes backstage and John Laurinaitis the talent booker at the time goes bananas with him going who told you to Blade who told you to Blade and he was <laughs> it like it would
2: be a weird thing yeah. for the Blue Meanie to do at the end I'm going to fucking Absolutely. kill Absolutely. I'm going to go into business <laughs> by myself <laughs> <laughs> Crazy! <laughs> um...
0: Anyway, John Laurinaitis they, 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 he explained what had happened, and John Laurinaitis sort of said, "My God, you know, we, 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 that that shouldn't have happened at all." So as Blue Meanie goes into the gorilla position, there's JBL, and JBL said to him, "You were talking about me on the internet." <laughs> <laughs> and Blue Meanie said, "Was I wrong to say you were a bully?" He said, "You're having a hard time proving me wrong." Um, anyway, the WWE when they heard about this, they uh, they doubled Meanie's pay. They stitched really? him up on the night and they doubled his pay. Yeah. A clear example, a clear indication. <laughs> they knew there was a problem and they totally ignored it each time. <laughs> uh, um, JBL uh, then went on to WWE.com talking about Meanie on the internet <laughs> and he said, before the uh, brawl at the end of the pay-per-view, Blue Meanie started cutting a shoot promo on me saying I'm the reason he got fired and the only reason I got to where I am was because I suck Vince McMahon's dick. I was incredulous. I thought there's no way he could really mean this. He's saying that that, that happened... <laughs> In like 30... I mean, it's a lot. So
2: they're trying to, so they're trying, so the kid's in the ring and he said it. it.
0: <laughs> it's, like, it's like a kid. It's like a kid. No, 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 that didn't happen. We were in the ring and you can watch this in the video, you'll be able to see it. We were in the ring <laughs> and Blue Meanie started cutting a shoot promo on me saying I was sucking Vincent Mann's dick. What, where is this coming from? <laughs> Anyway, Blue Meanie basically got a, like Matt Hardy did, got a payday out of it where they said, why don't we sign you to SmackDown? Come on, and you can have a match with JBL. And they did have a match, and they were working together fine. But there was a shot where, there was a little bit where Stevie Richards, who was in the Blue World Order with Blue Meanie, Mm. had to hit JBL with a chair. And you thought the chair shots to Masato Tanaka (laughs) were bad this is the single greatest chair shot in (laughs) wrestling history so he has this bit where he has to do the shot on him and there's a lovely bit where, where basically Stevie Richards looks over at Bradshaw and you can see him go Oh, I probably should fuck it. <laughs> and he hits him. There's... I imagine
2: that that kind of hit reverberated around the locker room. Everyone hits JBL. Absolutely, absolutely. Yes. This one's for
0: you, everyone. <laughs> um, there was a comment on YouTube where someone said I was actually there that night. They said, and the chair shot was as loud as the pyro. <laughs> 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 Just amazing. Oh, what a prick, JBL. Yeah. So that's the big thing. A lot of like exciting things came out of it, not mm. really to do with particularly the matches. <laughs> yeah. Um, but what then? comes out of it is they have 2005 they do it again uh, Mm. and it's a big success and what happens is they decide to revive ECW they bring it back as a WWE branded program and it's pretty much a disaster (laughs) Um, it's nothing like the original uh, and it's crap yeah Um, what the best thing that happens though is that Heyman they bring him back into the fold and they say to him, you, you can have another ECW pay-per-view because the last one was so good. Mm. And by this time, the TV show ECW is, is running and it's all gone a bit like big shows in ECW and Chavo Guerrero. And it's just what is happening here. <laughs> and Paul Heyman puts on in 2005, the end of 2005, December to Dismember, which is an ECW pay-per-view. And it remains to this day the lowest buy rate in WWE <laughs> history right. because they've changed with the network they no longer use the sort of buy rate of pay-per-views. Yeah. So this will forever be the worst performing <laughs> pay-per-view of all time. Because it just happens to be on the last. Paul Heyman all. had no control over it and the people that, uh, the ECW stars that were supposed to be on it, they were eliminated. So by the end you were watching a main event between Big Show Test and Bobby Lashley. Just no No, it was, no, it was here, appalling. Yeah. <laughs> um, less than 24 hours after that show, the um, Vince McMahon called Paul Heyman in and sacked him. Right. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's just proper madness <laughs> uh, and Heyman, Heyman would be would be away for a long time the only thing that happened in ECW really was the rise of CM Punk who was mm. when Paul Heyman was in charge of the new ECW he really really wanted Punk to be the champion he had to fight a lot of things mm. uh, but the ECW uh, that, that came after this in the wake of it was a pale limitation um, the, the, the clearest way of explaining how bad it was the TV uh, ECW is that for 35 days in 2007 the ECW champion was Vince McMahon <laughs> (laughs) Um, (laughs) so so mad Um, one very last very last thing is there's a nice thing and this was spotted by um, Alan Cheapshot on Twitter who's Mm. a really really good wrestling Twitterer and he was going through some old WWE magazines and he found one from 2009 and in it there's a letter from a guy called Dylan Miley And he writes a letter saying about how his girlfriend broke up with him because he went to ECW One Night Stand 2004, uh, 2005 rather, instead of being with her for her birthday. Mm. Um, Ryan Miley, uh, Dylan Miley rather, would later go on to become the WWE superstar Lars Sullivan. (laughs) So just a nice little story. Oh, that's good. Yes. So welcome to ECW.
2: I enjoyed it. You like a bit more of that? (laughs) Yes, please. Yeah. Well, I think we can. It's not going to be next week. (laughs) No. Can't yourself. <laughs> yeah, we got to get back on track. We might need that uh, lozenge a little later on down the run. to be honest. Well, I think, Can I have a, uh, an under five-hour show, please? <laughs> I think there's uh, uh, you know, we should probably celebrate
0: in the way that we would do if we were actually in ECW. <laughs> so I'm going to take a load of Quaaludes <laughs> um, and uh, and then die. So- I'm going to fuck
2: your wife. Marvellous. <laughs> <laughs> Marvellous oh, stuff. I, I never would that. mark because she was pregnant. <laughs> And you can't kiss a pregnant lady, as we've learned. You don't want to get you babies. You don't kiss a pregnant lady. <laughs> or anyone who's ever been pregnant. That's how it works. <laughs> or anyone who could be pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mark, I've enjoyed this immensely. Thank yeah, you very much. That was good fun. Down in four. Down in four. <laughs> oi, oi. Um, yeah, we'll see you next time. Wrestle me, Mark. Wrestle me, Pete. <laughs>